Hello and welcome to the Skate Podcast. I am Matt Moody, joined by DJ Mitchell. We're here to talk about the Tuesday, December 19th NHL Daily Fantasy Slate. DJ, how was your weekend? How you doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, actually, like, everything was pretty good. I felt fantastic about everything, and then NFL best ball happened, and that's all I'm going to say about that. We're going to pray that Monday night saves some uh, some bacon, and if it doesn't, well... I had a very successful regular season. How was your weekend? Uh, you know, it was it was pretty bad. Um, played a bunch of slates, lost a bunch of slates. Um, but you know, I, I touched some grass, went out to the real world, and uh, had a great time. So, um, not all is lost, as, as you might say. Um, but really? looking forward to this Tuesday slate. Yeah, yeah. Let's. We have a lot of games. We have a lot of news. Um, I'll guess I'll just run right through the games. Right? Are we ready for that? Anything else? Yeah, no, nothing new here. Um, so, yeah, let's just get into it. Yeah, yeah. Yep, happy Honda days. Uh, we start the week with uh, Tuesday slate, and the contests look a little bit better than Monday, which filled at what time Eastern, Matt? Uh, before 3 o'clock. Yeah, perfect. Um, so that's always a good time. So I'm, I'm trying to coordinate the books to the – it's so out of order. That's fine. Uh, Minnesota and Boston is the first game. Bruins have what looks to be back to normal. Well, not normal. I guess the big top line, uh, Pasta, Marchand, and uh, Zaka, as they battle the Minnesota Wild, who will be on a road back-to-back. Pretty big Boston favorites, very low total, et cetera. Columbus is going to be at Buffalo. Uh, Buffalo, decent little favorites, minus 166 at home. Uh, you know, a over six and a half type of game. Definitely one to keep an eye on. Um Keep an eye on Sabres injury news, especially because Quinn is available. Puck sounds like he's good to go, but it doesn't sound like Greenway's back. So, uh, you know, just keep an eye on what the lines look like because Quinn practiced with like Thompson, but then they said Tuck is fine. So it kind of sounds like a mess. Um, Columbus is uh, still Columbus. So just, yeah, do, do whatever you want with them, but probably not play them. Vegas is going to Carolina and what I would assume would be a matchup that people will be interested in for watching purposes, maybe because two pretty good teams. Carolina is actually a minus 130 favorite. I'm not sure why I'm so surprised by that. Like I just assumed the books would be maybe mad about Carolina's goaltending. Um, Not maybe the best DFS game in the world, but like I said, two pretty good teams, Uh, you know, six total, whatever. Uh, No. Oh, the big news there was Sveshnikov practiced on the first power play. And looked like he was with the line too. Bit of a surprise. Kind of felt like out of nowhere. So definitely keep an eye on that if you're considering this game. Vegas had a couple injuries, but I don't think it was anything important. It was like four line guys. Um, the suddenly wait, hold on, they're on the right game. No, I'm on the wrong game. Philadelphia, <laughs> I guess they are surging. Uh, versus the New Jersey Devils in the in the battle of uh, Matt. Is there a name for this this game yet? The battle of uh, uh, isn't it like a bridge kind- maybe? You know, they're close. You know, it's the battle of the Ben Franklin, I guess you could call there it. But uh, it's I like more, it's, I mean, the, the Jersey Devils owner owns the Sixers. So it's kind of like the mm. Josh Harris Bowl, if you will. There you go. There you go. Okay, yeah. there we go. I, I felt like there has to be a name for this. And if there isn't, then we just made one up. I like the battle of Ben Franklin. Minus 175 Devils. It's a six and a half plus money right now. So not the highest total in the world. Um, you know, the Flyers are pretty good at limiting chances. The Devils also kind of getting better, I think, defensively. It's kind of like as they have been at full health, it seems like we're kind of getting back to what the Devils were, uh, which is a pretty good puck possession team. And, you know, 
priced accordingly. We'll get to you know, a couple of news and notes there. Couturier sounds like he's fine. So uh, that was a bit of heat in practice. And they said it's like nothing. Um, next, we have these. This is where I was going to go. The surging St. Louis Blues after firing Barube are going to play at Tampa. Um, this, you know, a good game that I, I wonder if like people maybe glean a bit too much from the past two games for St. Louis, where they've had some very big performances from guys like Jordan Cairo. It's a minus 180 for Tampa. Uh, Victor Hedman was back last game. So I kind of guess I'm expecting him to go. Can't imagine. And nothing came up to make me think otherwise. So they're basically at full go. Um, and the Blues, like I said, uh, they've been at a lot of high totals, but it's a six and a half at, you know, even minus 110 on both sides. So that's an interesting one. The Rangers are at Toronto. We just saw this game in New York very recently, and Toronto fans were cheering. They're, I don't know if you saw the video of the guy that, like, almost tried to, like, fight a fan that was just, like, cheering for the Leafs after the game. So some some, some good rivalry going on here. Like, I, I genuinely think that this is, like, a really fun, interesting game and, like, one that I'm also looking forward to watching. It's a six and a half, basically a pick 'em. minor lean towards Toronto at minus 120. On DraftKings Sportsbook, if you were wondering what sportsbook I'm using, of course, it's DraftKings. They sponsor the show. Um, no major news or notes here that I saw before we got started. Uh, you know, Brody day-to-day, Klingberg obviously gone, Giordano obviously gone, Reeves IR, but nothing like incredibly prevalent next we have the edmonton oilers at the new york islanders um uh, yeah i don't have a ton to kind of cover in this game but yep it's a plus 114 for the islanders minus 135 oilers and this is the second highest total so far or tied i think minus 125 on the six and a half so high total definitely a game people would be interested in it's the oilers next we have vancouver at nashville uh total pick them six over under right on the money right on the line uh, not a lot of news or notes to really go over here either just we'll talk about that game i don't think there's any major news that i'm missing right now after that we have colorado at chicago um i, I feel like at this point we just obligatory keep an eye on kale mccarr who missed last game um i think that's just might be the way it goes for a while bednar was sort of like yep yeah, there's a nagging injury and we're just going to monitor it and it kind of reminds me of Ruby hints a few years ago so I think every single night you need to keep an eye on it no matter what. We might be getting closer to Lekkanen, but I don't think he's available for this game regardless. Um, he's practiced, uh, you know, no Gerard, et cetera. So that is, I'll just say they're playing Chicago again. I don't think I need to say the total or anything. Like it's going to be pretty chalky to play Colorado as much as you can though, because they're very, very good. Um, Chicago, Nothing crazy. Kurashev, Reichel, and Bedard, top line. But that's about it. Finally, we reach a game that has the big news of the day. Ottawa at the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, I said it in the Discord, but it does feel like the immovable object meets the unstoppable force of this team just fired their coach versus Connor freaking Ingram. I mean, how do you possibly, possibly cover this game? Um, Still... No, uh, you know, that guy's stuff still. Uh, newly, no Matthew Joseph. Um, keep an eye on it, but I don't think he's traveled. Uh, they are getting Tarasenko back, it sounds like. He was at practice. Um, and then, of course, Pinto's out suspended for a while, but he's rejoined the team in some capacity. So at some point, we'll see him again around game 42. Arizona, there was, uh, you know, no Boyd, no Hayton still, but nothing else that I think mattered. Jersey missed last game. I guess he's also on to keep an eye out. And the last game of the night, L.A. at the San Jose Sharks. Um, I kind of stopped giving the Lions, by the way. 
but you know it's basically a pick them Ottawa and Arizona whatever this game is obviously minus one or minus 250 on the away Kings it's a six over under Kings are not all that expensive all considered especially multiple pieces that you might be interested in and you know we're going to go over the whole thing without any hesitation we should just probably get right into the slate am I right any anything else you wanted to mention anything I missed here before we get going no, um, you know, I will say what I have to say uh, in our partnership with the Hockey Podcast Network. This podcast is brought to you by DraftKings. Uh, if you couldn't tell, we talk about DraftKings for this entire show. Uh, but make sure you are betting the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888 89777 or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly 21 plus age varies by your 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com slash hockey for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources nhl and nhl shield are registered trademarks of the national hockey league Copyright NHL 2023, all rights reserved. I think I went cross-eyed during that read. Um, but yeah, there's lots going on. So let's uh, just get into it. 11 games here. Lead it off with Minnesota and Boston. Um, you kind of nailed it off the bat. The the, I mean, there's going to be several places to spread ownership out, of course. But Colorado is going to take up a lot of ownership. And of course, they are very, very expensive, um, especially if Cam Carr plays. You know, obviously, if he misses... Uh, you know, Taze is 5,300, which is far too expensive for who Devon Taze is. Um, but like, there's not really much salary to work with on this slate. So that that's sort of a, uh, you know, a precursor to what we'll talk about. Uh, Minnesota, Boston here. Minnesota uh, without Zuccarello on Monday night. Uh, no real word on what his ailment is, whether it's, uh, let's see, it's reported as upper body, uh, but he was a late scratch, so not positive if he is back or not. Um, but right away, some interesting value. I don't think we've seen a Minnesota power play yet, but just keep an eye on who jumps up there. If it's Marcus Johansson, 2,900 Johansson, second line, you know, that's pretty interesting. Um, but really, you know, on this slate, you're probably more interested in Kaprizov, Boldy, and Joel Eriksson-Eck with Brock Faber uh, playing all the minutes and presumably still on the first power play. Um, so, you know, it, it's it's all pretty bad. Uh, 11 games, I really don't like it, but it's at least something you need to consider. Um, and especially the value guys, you know, we mentioned Faber, um, maybe Johansson or whoever gets the nod there. Just, just keep an eye on Minnesota because there could be some interesting value. Any interest in uh, the wild or do you want to talk about Boston at all? Um, yeah, I'll talk about Boston. I, I, I'm not crossing out this game, but it's not that interesting. It's Minnesota on a road back to back against a Boston team that, it, you know, like I said, Zaka returning, Marshand, Pasternak, Geeky kept the top power play spot, McAvoy on the point. Um, Geeky, I guess at 3,600 is, it's starting to, I mean, but he's got it. He has to have gone up in price, yeah. right? I mean, he must've been cheaper before. Um, yeah, he's gone up about a, a thousand in uh, three games, but 
it's been a, it's been well worth it. Like he's gotten the minutes, he's gotten the run. He is a bit of a rate shooter in the past. It hasn't been to full fruition, but I really think it's Boston one or nothing here. You're basically betting on you know it's probably going to be flurry which is hilarious that they didn't start flurry in pittsburgh even though that now that was a big a bit of a new story um you're basically saying like posture knock just breaks the slate or nothing here is my opinion so i'm fine to move on um uh that's that's yeah i mean i I do want to just say that like uh i really like the minnesota side here i uh did do we have a line for boston right now a a line Um, yeah, Indian. like do we have it's not listed on yeah. the score app, but I don't know if you read it when you were going through. Oh, oh, like the the line on the sports a money line. Like Sorry. Yep, money it line. It is minus 192. Yeah. I I really like the Minnesota side here. They've been pretty solid. Uh Gustafson seems to have found his game, which I think helps he, the team. Yes, it is going to be I know I know I understand. Yeah, okay, I, okay. I really but they make the environment for goalies so easy. They're right back into that. Um, Boston's been really leaky defensively. I know part of that's no McAvoy, you know, et cetera. But, um, you know, at that, at those long of odds, I'm actually willing to, 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 to bet on Minnesota. I think they're a pretty sound team and like you know, Boston is fine, but those odds again are just pretty extreme in my opinion. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, like that said, I really have no interest in these Boston guys. Um, I, I think they could pick up some ownership, especially the geekies of the world. You know, I, I'm guessing, Pasternak gets a decent amount of coverage, but you know he's David Pasternak. He'll come with his you know uh, typical ownership, I, I think, in the five to ten percent range. Um, and so I'm really not that interested in spending up on on these you know Boston pieces, um, or eating into like geeky sure. chalk or whatever. So I'm good to move on to Columbus and Buffalo. Uh, DJ, I mean, uh, congratulations! It's a Jack Quinn night. How you feeling? I, I wanted to be actually official because it didn't sound as official as I'd like. They're like, well, he could be available. And it's like, say he's back. Say Quincinnati is in. Um, it will be, I mean, I don't know. What's the right word? 2,800 Jack when if he is line one with Tage. I mean, is it even, is it going to be that chalky? Um, I gotta assume yes, right? You, yeah. I mean, it's just gonna be a value. With Colorado thing being where, so popular, yeah, yeah. Because like, anytime you can play an elite player like Tage Thompson with Colorado because of the value around it, like I think that's gonna just draw ownership in. You know, Columbus is nothing to fear, of course. And you know, uh, Jack Quinn is uh, has an NHL track record of being a good, you know, good scorer. So I, yeah, um, I mean, I'm gonna play this game through tage thompson and i just think at 7300 he's just mispriced um that's you know am i a little bit biased uh maybe but i don't i actually think i'm probably like more of a hater on the sabers than anyone else um i just think this team runs through tage and it hasn't come all the way yet but it's going to and you can afford tage dolly and whoever his line mates are very easily whether it's tuck whether it's benson who did see like you know some power play run there. Um, I, I can really get on board with that. And that's just the way I'm going to play it. So I will be happy to play, you know, Tage, Tuck, Quinn, if that's what it is. I'll be happy to play Benson, Tuck, Tage. And, but I think Darlene and Tage are just what this offense runs through. And I'm going to probably go that route rather than getting ultra chalky on Colorado. So yeah, 7,300 though. I just think that's wrong. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, clearly it's it's a betting on, you know, a, a bounce back of some sort. Obviously, he was hurt and, you know, a, a long absence. You can imagine there's a bit of rust that you would need to work through. I think he has what? Yeah, three he points. doesn't have a point. Yeah, yeah, three points in seven games, That's no good, points yeah. in his last four. Mm-hmm. Um, Without Jeff Skinner, I'm a little leery that, you know, again, I think Buffalo will get some ownership. Uh, They're, you know, pretty hefty favorites here. I just don't have that much of interest in the forwards. Like, I think if I'm playing Buffalo, I'm just jamming the hell out of Rasmus Dahlien and just saying, like, you know, take me home, King, Um, because he's been awesome. I mean, he's he's truly a guy who can get you a a triple bonus on a given night. And obviously, that's more than likely to come with the guy like Tage Thompson or someone, you know, uh, getting there along with him. But I think on this slate, the 6100 Dalene smash will play a lot more than, you know, uh, at the odds that it happens than the, you know, Tage Thompson or the Jack Quinn or, you know, uh, pick a name of a guy who might get, you know, 45% ownership. It's just not that attractive to me. And I think that Rasmus Dalene stands out above the rest, uh, you know, uh, given his price on the slate. So right. that's my main interest, um, one-offing Dalene. Uh, any interest in these Columbus pieces? I mean, they're, of course, pretty cheap. Uh, they're doing a lot of fuckery because that's what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, anything stand out, 4,400 Johnny Gaudreau, you know, so on, so on. I mean, the thing that stands out is the full, I'm just going to go out and say it, the whole first line of Barchenko, Chinnikov, and Voronkov Vor- mm. was all in the same power play with Rensky. I mean, yeah. to me, it's like, it's just, it's not, you don't overthink it here. Like, that's it. There you go. If you're going to play Columbus. And like, I'm fine with, you know, I I, I think it's pl- very playable at that price. I mean, it's, it is, I guess I'll read out the prices. Voronkov is 3,600. Chinnikov is 3,900. Uh, and then Marchenko is 4,700. And Borensky, I guess, add him in because I think you probably want to, is 5,600. Like, it's really cheap and affordable. And they're, I mean, it's the Buffalo Sabres. It, it's not, not like they're, you know, that say whatever you will and look at the defensive numbers and say, oh, they're maybe not quite as, but they're, they're not that great. So it's playable. That's about it here. Yeah. Um, you know, I honestly feel like I need to reread these numbers because I did this two weeks ago when no one was thinking about Columbus, uh, this line. Uh, but all three of those dudes you mentioned who are now, you know, like you said, on the power play of Ferensky and like actively producing, um, do have a strong track record of producing outside the NHL. Um, Chinikov came over in 2021 from the KHL. It is age 20 season in the KHL. He was twice as good as like, you know, what you would expect for a player of his age in the KHL, which is a very good hockey league. Um, so now he's, you know, still a young guy, has a decent amount of pedigree, 21st pick in 2020. Um, so on. Marchenko. Uh, even better than Chinikov, uh, you know, on a adjusted for, you know, call it an index, you know, whatever, twice as good at getting shots on goal, uh, 2.5x in the AHL in 2023, uh, 16 games played because he spent a lot of time in the NHL, but we know Marchenko is a very, very good hockey player, um, especially in the fantasy realm, you know, it, not necessarily that he's the best player, you know, defensively or whatever, but for fantasy points, that dude, all he does is shoot and he scores uh, quite efficiently. Uh, and then Voronkov also uh, played in the uh, KHL in 2023. He's a bit of an older guy. Uh, he came over at 23, um, but he was, you know, twice as good picking up points in the KHL given his age and, uh, you know, was drafted by Columbus as well. So, like, you know, some decent prospects here. Um, clearly, they found a lot of chemistry. Uh, Chinikov is my favorite, 3,900. Yeah. Uh, he's more of the trigger man on the power play. 
Um, Andy's played, you know, upwards of 20 minutes in three of the last four games. So um, I like him, but the, the full line stack, yeah, that's very interesting to me. Maybe you play Darlene instead of Varensky or play both. You know, you can fit it if you if you want to. Right. Um, probably just not with the upper alpha stacks here. So fun game. Um, but yeah, uh, anything else? No, let's get to a not so cool. fun game that we'll spend less time on. It's Vegas yep. and Carolina. Uh, I, I I get it. I, I think like in some world you could try to convince me to play Vegas and I might listen. I don't think I'm going to do it. Of course that that is a, like, it's a stretch. Um, they are just prohibitively priced is the problem. Uh, we've talked a lot about Petrangelo who has every bit of upside as any other defenseman we just discussed and just seemingly refuses to double bonus and get points in the same night. Like he, he must have a ticker. That's like, all right, I have three blocks. I have four shots. I will not shoot again because he's refuses to do it. And at 6,900, you're going to play him on his own. Again, I think Darlene's a better play just straight up. You know, Jack Eichel is 8,800. Yeah. It's yeah. a pure leverage play in a terrible spot. Like, I just think that, you know, you kind of lose the plot at some point. Um, so no, thank you. And I already went over Carolina. They are a bit of an enigma as of right now. Is that the right word? Maybe, maybe not, but I don't know what they're going to be tomorrow. They're yeah, no, I mean, Kuchekov the fluid is, situation with yeah, what Kuchekov Carolina is, will be put out. Oh my God. I just, I just got an update. Vili Huso is leaving the game. So now everyone in Detroit's hurt. Anyway, uh, Kuchekov, um, has, has a rock just he's rocking an 894 on the season but in the last okay. three games uh he's 969 962 952 um so like three really really strong games um in goal would expect to get him again if it's you know uh Yaniv Peretz or whatever like clearly this Carolina team is not going to allow a lot of volume but we know that they're also a team that you know will allow goals it's not like they are um uh, it's not like they're impervious to giving up uh, chances. Like they're a very strong defensive team, um, but they've simply not helped their goaltenders at all so far. So like, yeah, this game's pretty gross. I don't think there's any skaters that I'm really interested in outside of under Sechnikov. Um, But yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, goalies from here certainly are interesting. Uh, I, I just know. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, so uh, I mentioned Minnesota has like this, you know, really good environment for their goalkeeper for the goaltenders. Um, Vegas is shaping up to be the same way. Over the last 10 games, they've allowed uh, almost a half goal less than you would expect based on their opponents. Um, and they're still allowing above the average for uh, shot attempts. So, you know, that's a lot of volume. It's a lot of easy saves. So uh, if not Kochekov, you could also go with uh, Logan Thompson because Aiden Hill got hurt again. Um, you know, so yep. anyway, both these goalies are really interesting to me, but otherwise not interested. Uh, Philly, New Jersey. You know, I, was, I was just going to say, what are the odds Brandon McNabb and Alec Martinez hit their blocks bonus? I mean, a hundred or 150%. <laughs> oh, um, oh, I mean a thousand percent because Perfect. you saw, um, it seems like they're practicing without Tony D'Angelo, um, which means Brent Burns power play one, which means he's mm. going to get 19 shots, shots blocked. Um, at least at the very least, I, I feel like <laughs> I, like I don't have the numbers. I don't know if I think, I, I think I talked to Jay about this, about like teams that disproportionately have shots get blocked. And like, is, is there like over enough time? Can we actually see something? But I just, I know it's gotta be Carolina. Number one, there's, 
maybe Colorado is up there too with how much like McKinnon and those guys shoot, but like Carolina's got to be right up there. Like I, I genuinely am going to take a good look at block shots tomorrow, but we can move over to Philly and New Jersey. Yeah. I have nothing else. Yep. Um, so on the, I think we start on the devil's side because you know, they're, they're the team that's quote unquote better. Um, they're not exactly playing like it though. I mean, they just got uh, blown out by Anaheim. Um, this is a team that's really skidding. Uh, Jack used 9,600 in a tough, tough, tough matchup. Um, I would honestly be surprised if he got a ton of ownership, which, you know, it's, it's the stupid balancing act of like, okay, well, everyone's got a price and 9,600 Jack Hughes has been incredible. Um, but, uh, you know, there's just so many, I mean, there's very, very good options. Otherwise, um, you know, Matthews, McKinnon and McDavid uh, to name them. Uh, so I'm pretty much out on this New Jersey side. Um, that's more of a deference to Philly though. Um, I just, I mean, every game, they just seem to be stellar on defense. Like I can't really find like, Oh, like this one game, they were awesome. And that's why these numbers are so skewed. Like it's just a game after game after game, they're getting the job done. Um, you know, I could see a uh, goalie play here, but I think I prefer Vegas. But yeah, I mean, that, I'm probably fishing from the goalie pool of the seven o'clock games, if you couldn't tell, because there's a lot of teams that are really, really strong defensively um, that are still giving up shot attempts. So any, you know, anyone stand out to you on either side of this matchup? I mean, I guess, again, it's it's. I could justify like if you if you play Jack Hughes, I don't think you're stupid. I just and like his wingers are are coming down in price. Like it, it's yep. it's a little bit enticing. Uh, sixty seven hundred on Brat, sixty three hundred on Defoley. I mean, do they one. blender it? Uh, that's, that's they could they I'm... they should probably right. I mean, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, keep an eye on it for sure. Nico Heischer at fifty one hundred. I mean, like we keep talking about how this guy should be probably more like he was in the past. Um, he's had some decent games in there, you know, since returning, he's had a 30 burger, like nothing would shock me, but I also am just to the point of, I respect Philly too much defensively. Their forwards are very good defensively. They all play hard and they limit chances and it's just stupid garbage towards nonsense that I wish just didn't even exist, but here we are. And there's just been too much time of that happening where I can't be mm-hmm. mad. Uh, I did retweet something on the Morning Skate podcast account. Follow us at Morning Skate Pod of Torts saying, are you ready for this, Matt? Because I feel like you are going to lose your mind. It was good. No, no. It, 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 this is like shockingly good Torts. I want to go and give him a pat on the back. He said, I admit, I need to get Owen Power more ice time. Uh, Owen Tippett. <laughs> Jesus. Owen Tippett more ice time. He seems to flourish with more ice time. And it's like... Yeah, <laughs> like <laughs> you stupid idiot. Um, so I don't know. I mean, fifty five hundred. It's it's sort of like, do I actually trust this man? Uh, the first time Tippett doesn't backtrack hard enough, he's back to thirteen minutes of ice time. But I, I just, man, I I love this Owen Tippett guy so much. And if they actually, I might give it a game. You know, New Jersey at fifty five hundred, not really something I need to target. But I'm keeping an eye on it. If he plays seventeen minutes, you'll be you'll be seeing me jam him very quickly. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I, that's a, that's a good quote. Um, the, the main concern I have with, uh, with that is, you know, what are they going to do with the power play? Um, because, uh, so anyway, uh, on Saturday, uh, Sanheim missed. So Risto slid into the top power play unit 
if I'm playing on Tippett, if I'm paying 5,500 or even, you know, on Thursday when they play Nashville and, you know, let's say Owen Tippett plays 18 minutes, um, you know, they flipped York and Risto. So now it's York with Tippett. And, you know, does that stay? I have no idea. So they're really still experimenting with these power plays. Um, and, you know, stacking Tippett's difficult. I would imagine if Tippett goes, Frost goes too, and maybe Brink. I mean, Brink shares a power play with Tippett and Frost is on the other unit. So, like, there is offensive time there. Um, and so, like, I think for me, it's like if Tippett's getting the ice time bump, like, I'm playing his line mates with him. Um, New Jersey's not been great defensively. You know, they've obviously struggled in goal. Um, So, like, there's not really a ton of reason, like, to just say, oh, well, you know, Philly's going to struggle, but Tippett's going to, like, you know, centralize the offense. Like, that just doesn't really seem that likely. Um, So, you know, I'm sort of toying around with just Frost, Tippett, Brink. They're, They're very cheap. You can play almost whoever you want with it. And just saying, you know, Torts has been pretty reliable. I mean, it's not like he's... You know, Torts has this bad rap of being like this awful coach for like fantasy or whatever. And like it's mostly because he's so defensively oriented, but like he's very consistent in how he approaches his players and how he allows his players who are going to go. I mean, there's no one better to represent this Morgan Frost, who was a healthy scratch throughout almost the entire month of October. Um and you know, when 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 Frost is on, when he's getting points he plays 18 minutes. Like, I mean, I'm looking at 18 minutes against New Jersey, 1130, uh, a goal, 18 minutes, um, you know, in, in two games ago against Washington, two assists, 18 minutes. Like it doesn't seem impossible for this to be a situation where Torts is literally just playing his bench the way he sees it. Um, and not necessarily saying like, Oh, I hate Owen Tippett or I hate Morgan Frost. Like, I think it's just, if the line's going, he's going to roll them. And that to me seems like a great spot to get a 2% owned Philly line. That's not Couturier, you know? So you're maybe you don't need it on a slate of this size, but it's something that I at least think is, it's quite viable. And, you know, I do like the Philly side here a decent amount. So uh, yeah, sign me up as okay. cautiously optimistic about Philly too um, and Tippett. Yeah, nope. I honestly, I feel like after everything I said and you started talking, I was like, don't I sound like such a fucking idiot? Like, I'm like, oh man, this guy's, I'm going to wait until he actually gets exactly. Him. Then that, that, that's I'm the like, thing. yeah, I'm like, I, you should probably play him before he gets ownership. Yeah, no, I, 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 I was like waiting to you because you, you were going on and I was like, this is all good stuff. I'm, I'm going to wait and I'll just accost myself for my bad take at the end. Uh, but we can move on to St. Louis and Tampa if you're ready. Yeah, no, it's not a bad take, you know, it's just the way I prefer to play daily fantasy, which again, for the last year has been really shitty. So like, you know, don't everyone be like me, but like, I really want to be aggressive with what I believe, because I think the edges are really eroding. Um, like projections aren't terrible. Like, I don't think they're perfect, of course, and in no sport are they in hockey. I think it's especially worse, but like these soft skills I and sort of assessing coaches, you know, assessing those decisions, assessing um like players who could grow into bigger roles like all that stuff i think matters and if we can do it better than the field that's our edge and so that's what i really want to be aggressive about um and so yeah like philly is i think a good spot to sort of express that if you if you share that belief if you don't it's 11 games you'll find your edge somewhere else so anyway um Yep. Louis, I mean, Matt, listen, after after my best ball experience, I'm going right to Jacksonville and trying to get hired on their staff. So you can join me if you've been <laughs> playing poorly. 
Yeah. Good joke, DJ. Everybody gets oh, in the background. Man. They're they're laughing. The live audience is clapping and laughing. You just can't see them. They're just out of shot. We can move on to the game I've mentioned twice now. St. Louis, the, I mean, surging, unbeatable, 5,500 Jordan Cairo. St. Louis Blues coming up a 38-point fantasy night into Tampa, the Kucherovs. Is it, does it ever just blow you away that Kucherovs has, has 52 points in 31 games? I mean, are we just... Um... No, because I, I mean, Kucherov was my highest drafted first round player in like preseason. So like I was fully aware that Kucherov had this in him. What I didn't yeah. believe is that their goaltending hasn't been terrible. Kucherov has been unbelievable. You know, they're terrible without Vasilevsky. Obviously, if Vasilevsky were playing, you know, the results have been terrible, but it's not been bad and they're not in a playoff spot. I, that's what I can't believe. It's like, holy crap, this team might actually be bad. Uh, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you have anything else to say about Kucherov, or were you just no, no, to... no? I, I thought you were in the middle of saying. I, I was like, did you cut out? Because I thought you were still talking. No, no, I was just saying the part I can't believe is not that Kucherov is world beating. It's that oh, is that they're bad, terrible still. Oh yeah. no, I, I had nothing. I, I truly thought you were still talking about something. I thought you were going to go into an, um, another monologue about how they're bad. Um, uh, yeah, uh, their their depth is awful. It, it's really bad, and for some reason. Um, you know, it's, it's kind of like, uh, every game you watch, if you do turn them on for whatever reason, you'll see this thing where they start the game without Sam with Kucherov and have to, within the first like 20 minutes, just be like, all right, yeah, this, we suck. We're bad. They're back. So I just think if I'm playing Tampa, which I honestly, I, I, I'm actually, I think I'd rather play Tampa than eat all of the ownership in Colorado. Like, I'm just going to play like point Kucherov and Stamp and just say, who cares? Like. I'm going all the way in. Yeah. Um, generally speaking, I'm a little reluctant to go in on Tampa here um, because the prices, you know, you're not getting uh, super values in Stamkos or Point or, um, you know, Hedman's back. So Sergachev and Hedman are both kind of eating into each other. Um, and, you know, we haven't even gotten to Toronto. And I think that's where I want to spend on this late. Um, if I'm trying to quote unquote be different, which, you know, again, who knows what actual ownership will look like, but, um, I don't think there's enough here for me to be actively interested in Tampa. Like, you know, Nick Paul, 3,800, maybe you can take some value in a guy who's going to play 20 minutes and top power play. Um, but just isn't very good. Um, but yeah, like St. Louis under a new coach, it's just a little concerning. I've always had a little bit more respect for St. Louis than I guess the field generally. Um, so in this spot, I'm kind of leaning toward a fade, um, which is tough. You know, I, I, Kudrov is awesome, but he's certainly, uh, you know, uh, not irreplaceable on a slate where all the studs are in play. And I think in even better matchups, uh, quite frankly. Yeah, I I feel like I, I like it enough to consider it, but I, I do think when the cards turn over, I won't end up having Tampa. Um, but I I think, honestly, you made the perfect point without even trying. You're like, you said, they're going to play Nick Paul 21 minutes, and it's like, there you go. Yeah, don't play them. They're bad. This is stupid. Let's move on. To St. Louis, on the other hand, let's at least talk about them. I mean, they've been good, and they're not that expensive. Um, it's against Tampa. Yes. I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying that they're the stack of the night, uh, but you know, did just break the slate. So are you buying the, uh, you know, the galvanized St. Louis blues? Um, this is the spot where I think like a one-off Cairo might make the most sense. Um, 
you know, it's about the same price as what we were talking about before. I don't think it'll be that owned. And obviously it's a, it's a really good price for Jordan Cairo, given his uh, shot consolidation, if you call it that. Um, so, you know, otherwise like Bushnevich is a maybe um, Robert Thomas has gotten priced up. I think it's perfectly fine to just bet on him scoring because you know he's a really, really good player. Um, but you know, he's always going to be sort of capped by that uh shot. You know, he's he's almost never hitting the shot bonus. So um it's fine to stack this top line. I think I'm more interested in Bushnevich one-offs or sorry, Kyrie one-offs though, than playing guys like Bushnevich or Thomas. Um I want to play Kasperi Kapanen at 2700 but without the power to play two time, it's just a little bit too thin in my book. So um, I honestly think we can move on if you're, if you don't have anything concrete. Um, I, I just, I guess I'll just say the power play one was Krug, uh, Sunquist in net front. So just mentioning it, putting it out there, um, you know, Tori Krug is definitely a guy that can score enough at 4,500. And I think with Kairou, it makes sense, but Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can move on. Yep, uh, totally fine. Um, All right, we're still Rangers. in the seven o'clock games. Yeah, last yeah. one. Sorry, I think we, yeah. uh, Rangers Toronto. Uh, guess who is uh, coming back to town? Well, I mean, technically not. They're at home now, but Toronto uh, last Tuesday was two percent owned and put up a touchdown on the Rangers. Um, did you play that now. by chance? I, I did. I uh, did oh, not make cool. any money in case you were wondering somehow. I, I, I was wondering that. Yes. Yeah. Inexplicably. Um, and yeah, uh, the Rangers have been absolutely uh, well, the opposite of nosediving when you look at the, the charts that I put in the discord, but they've just not been very good defensively at all. Um, and, you know, I want to keep taking advantage of that because I believe that they'll score enough to make most games competitive. Um, you know, Toronto can really uh, get into some crazy games, as we saw just last week. Um, I think there's still a bit of ownership coverage, too. Like, I mean, again, Colorado is going to be far more owned. Um, and, yeah, I'm pretty interested in playing the right back to the well with this Matthews, Tavares, Morgan Riley. Like, you know, just interesting ways to stack them. I don't think you need to pay 8600 for William Nylander. He has a massive ceiling, but I don't think he's that appreciably different than Tavares. Um, you know, and then there's guys like Bertuzzi and Nyes, um that sort of make up some value options for you. So I'm pretty interested in Toronto here again. Um, you know, they, they top the expected goals trends, um, you know, so that shouldn't be a surprise, but, uh, let's talk about the Rangers because, you know, the Rangers have value as well. Um, it's been 6,300 Trocek yeah. is on an absolute bender and he's 5,900. Like he's going down in price. Like, you know, any interest in like a full on game stack here, but are you cut out? You say, what's my thoughts on uh, the full on game stack? Yes, Exactly. Oh, that's exactly what you said. Perfect. Um, yeah, I'm in on it. Uh, I think on the Toronto side, I actually am starting to lean more towards Tavares. Like, I think that him being a little bit worse defensively might get overstated because he's been actually one of their best offensive producers in like all categories. Uh, I I might just go through like Matthews and Tavares, um, with Marner. Like you were kind of saying that like, you can get different with it, and then it's a little bit difficult at that point because you're definitely going to want one of these centers. So now you're out of flex and center if you do go full game stack, but I could be convinced. Um, I probably would 
lean Zabinijad just for the power play because I do think that that is like an active thing that they've been pushing more is getting him more opportunity to shoot on the power play. It does look that way at least. So maybe you could just one-off Zabinijad and, and go with like a three-man Toronto. You're basically out of cap space, but we've already mentioned some saving spots and there's a few more to come. So I could be convinced. Um, do you have a preference on stacking on either side? I guess for both sides. Um, yeah, I definitely lean toward the Trocheck end of things. Um, you know, you're not wrong that Zabinijad has been pretty solid. Um, but 6,400 Chris Kreider feels pretty bad. And I don't know that I want to play Zabinijad over Trocheck. Um, you know, the, the room for Panarin will be difficult, but he continues to shoot a ton, which is a new wrinkle in his game. Um, so like, yeah, the, there's really good plays, I think, on both sides here. Um, Maybe this is an excuse to play like a, you know, a 3,500 Keandre Miller um, to try and get a piece of it or some of these uh, that value Toronto pieces. Um, Connor Timmins is coming off of a 19 minute performance where he had an assist, three shots, three blocks. Uh, he should pick up second power play time at 3K. So like um, all of those, I think, are uh, honestly fine options. Um Let's see, Liljegren too, 2,700. Just dudes who play a bunch and are just, like, good. Like, yeah, it's not great because you're using a roster spot on an 11-game slate, but just getting exposure to this game environment, I think, is something that I'm highly, highly interested in. Um, and that's one way to go about it, you know, without saying, oh, well, I'm just trying to pick the perfect three guys and then I have no money to build the rest of my lineup. Maybe you can sort of just correlate your bets in the one and say like, yeah, I'm taking six guys from this game, but it's going to be another, you know, uh, six to four type game. Um, so anything else to say here? Or can we move on to Edmonton at the Islanders? No, let's, let's move on. Um, and, uh, Okay. Again, it's like I, I'm super interested in the Rangers in Toronto. We didn't spend a ton of time, but it's not too difficult to figure out. Like, And this game is kind of another one where it's like I'm highly interested in this game. It doesn't feel too difficult to figure out, though. Like, If you're playing Edmonton, um, they got a guy named Connor McDavid. I would suggest he might be useful. Uh, the lines were different last game, but I don't think we got any lines in practice. So keep an eye out for it. Um but are you are you interested in this Edmonton side? I mean, we've kind of mentioned like Edmonton feels a little chalky, but Colorado feels even more chalky. So do you think ownership could get a little bit off of Edmonton on the road here? Or is it gonna just come in in droves? Yeah, I don't I don't think it'll be too crazy. Um they're they're going to project worse. Uh this is a you know, this isn't a six and a half total, right? Like, I mean I find it hard to no, imagine I that's no, I guess well, it is it a six and a half. Okay. Well half, they yeah. Vegas is wisening up then, I guess. Um, but in any case, um, the prices on Edmonton are pretty tough. I mean, 7,900 Zach Hyman, just I'll continue to fade it. Um, and hope okay, he doesn't yeah. give me the blade with we got points. practice. Yeah, we got practice yesterday. This is what I was looking for. Okay. It was Kane, McDavid, Hyman, RNH, Dreisaitl, oh. Fogel. So that's why I was so like, wait, something was different here. I'm just going to yeah. retweet it right now on my account. Um, yeah, Vander Kane is still 5,900. Like, that's pretty yep. expensive, and just it's not a bad matchup, but I don't think it's like great. And honestly, I'd almost rather play uh the Islanders if I was trying to just bet on this game being crazy. Um, because the Islanders are at home, they have Horvat, Barzell, 
uh, Lee, who have just been unbelievable. I mean, every game, it seems like they're just putting up a ton of chances, a ton of shot attempts. And, you know, uh, Noah Dobson might be better fantasy-wise than Evan Bouchard, which, like, I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying that, but like Dobson has been like literally incredible. Yeah. Um. And so as long as like, Mayfield's he's out, so as... integral to their offense, it is it's unbelievable to watch. Like well, he like yeah, he's just yeah. And it's not only that, but in, as his price rises, you really need to be careful that Pollock, Mayfield, Pellick remain out because if they do, he's also in, in, integral to their. Uh, to their defense like he's blocking a ton of shots you know he's out there killing penalties empty nets so on so he's playing all the minutes mm-hmm. um and all the important minutes for the silenger side which you know makes things really easy to save a little bit um but honestly this game probably just falls by the wayside for me because it's very expensive and there's other spots that i just i have to get to toronto rangers and i have to you know get to some other spots i think that uh, more than this game is there any interest in a guy like Mike Riley, who's like when he's gotten the role before yeah. has been very useful offensively, or is it just like 3,800? We, we missed the boat. Yeah. It feels weird. Like, I don't really understand how, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like, I don't, I'm not really sure like uh, how I missed, you know, I didn't miss it because I've been playing him, but like, it just doesn't feel like it's going to last. Um, and, you know, maybe that's naive, mm-hmm. but um it does feel like this carnival ride comes crashing down sooner than later and 3,800 is, is tough to, uh, you know, it's tough to come up with. I think a defense for, for a one-off piece that I'm not overly confident in um, getting okay. this premium role. Yep. Um, four games left. Uh, nothing else really. I mean, Bo Horvat was yeah. uh, keep an eye on him, but he practiced in full. So I'm, I'm expecting him to be good to go. He had a bit of an injury scare in the previous Islanders game, but we can move over to vancouver and nashville as i mentioned not a very high total not a ton of interest and, and really i you know i feel like i've been sort of a let's attack vancouver guy and it's worked some nights this one's a little bit tough for me because it's really really expensive to stack nashville and it's just so obvious where it should come from um there are guys like cody glass that keep an eye on yeah he took a spill or whatever um I, I believe they said something, but he practiced again, you know, keep an eye on maybe some, some cheap pieces, but those cheap pieces are against other cheap pieces that I think are even better. Like, am I really one off in Cody glass? If Jack Quinn's in? No. So mm-hmm. I think it's the Vancouver side for me, if I was going to do it and it's, it's just come down in price a ton. Like Quinn Hughes is 7,100 again. It's a little expensive. Besser still seven K guy like leaves the league in goals or is tied or whatever. Pedersen down to 7K again. I mean, did we ever think we'd see the day early in the year when this guy would be 7K again against a Nashville team, which I'm never afraid to attack. Um, and Pedersen's been shooting again. You know, it's a smaller sample size last couple of games. You know, he's been absolutely firing. But, you know, like, is there a good chance to jump on something here um, now that they've come crashing back to earth? Well, what if it goes off again? You know, like, it's not like these players have gotten significantly worse. Um what are your thoughts on Vancouver? Yeah, I I can't do it. Like this, perfect. This yeah, there, there's it's really not a no great game. reason. Not there's a great so game. many pivots uh, at the higher end that like I don't really see anything cheap that makes me think, oh, I I want to get a piece of that. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Um, 
it, it also kind of feels like the the Nyquist involvement has fizzled out. Um, honestly, it could be partially because Sissons has been so good on the Nashville end of things. Um, just you know, taking shots, getting the expected goals, especially the Sissons getting all those dangerous chances in that front. Um, and so like this yeah. game just doesn't really stand out as like a barn burner. Um, yeah, I so. think I'd rather play Buffalo. Is sort of my you know, overarching view here. So that's, that's, what's going to probably keep me away. But I I do actually think like, let's keep an eye on Vancouver. And if it doesn't get there again against Nashville, like next slate, when we talk about him, I'm probably going to be right back looking at him again, but we can move over unless there was anything else you wanted to mention in this one over to the chalk fest of the night. Yeah. I mean, Ryan McDonough is 3,200, uh, Carrier, 3k, both those guys will be 20 minutes and, uh, you know they're really good blocks bets when when they do play 20 minutes so um maybe some interest there because they probably should be closer to 4k but yeah that, that's that's about as minor as it gets on an 11 game slate so colorado and chicago um yeah <laughs> nothing firm on kill McCarr, so just be be ready um eight o'clock check set your alarm whatever you know, just make sure he's playing um you know, Devontae's 5,300 continues to get a ton of ownership. He's just bad. Don't play him. He's not a fantasy guy. The odds he buries you are so small given his ownership. It just, the correlation is not worth it. Like he's not, he's not very good. So just stop doing it, please. I beg you. <laughs> um, the other sneaky injury spot to watch out for is Alex Vlasic. Um, We're not sure if he's going to play or not. We, he missed on Sunday, but Chicago power play does change, you know, when he's in or out, like uh, also Krachinski, um, you know, we're not sure when he returns, he's uh, his, his dad passed away. So I'm not sure when he rejoins the team, but without Seth Jones, where, you know, I, I'm guessing he doesn't play. There's just a ton of shit going on and, and just make sure you're on top of it because there could be a lot of value. There could be, you know, Kel McCarr, the smash spot at 2% owned. Um, like all this stuff could happen. Will it? Who knows? Um, but yeah, I mean, do we even need to say Ranton and Nutrition McKinnon? Good plays. I've heard of those guys. Play them if you want. Yeah, McKin- McKinnon has just been on an absolute war path. I remember thinking, like, I don't remember when it was, but I was like thinking about like how bad of a goal scorer he, he has like been on the season. And I was like, if this continues, I'll have a tweet. And then I think he knew I was thinking that. And then he went nuclear. Like he scores every game now. It's just whatever, <laughs> right? Like I, I, I swear it was tele, telepathy, telepathy, telepathy. Yep. There you go. Um, there we go. I can speak. Uh, on the other side of things, I don't think again. Colorado, do whatever you want. Uh, Connor Bedard. I mean, I, I'm actually, I might end up finding a way to do it. Um, they basically said after the game, he played 23 minutes. Minutes um, that was not with overtime, and they asked Richardson like what was going on, and they're like, "No, he's just he's doing all the right things, and he wants the ice time, and he's ready to take it because he's not staying out there too long like he was early on." And you know, you got to kind of unlearn things from juniors. I'm guessing where you know Connor Bedard probably had all of the free range in the world on a very bad team to do anything he wanted at all, and now he's kind of and, and the coach is like, "Yeah, we're going to give him more ice time. We're going to give him more shifts. We're going to put him out there with different people." Like he's 6400. There is a narrative that's going to exist out there that I guarantee you'll hear tomorrow that he always steps up versus the big teams and the big games. And it's like, I don't think that that narrative has all been important. What's important is that this player is one of the best players in the world and he can do it against anyone. And he's going to start doing that 
any minute now. And 6,400 is going to be a hilarious joke that we tell ourselves when this guy's 9K. So, Matt, back to you. In the yeah, no, the, uh, I mean, the incredible thing that, I mean, they had two power play goals last game. Imagine. I mean, that that is yeah. that is uncharted territory for this team. You know who um, primary assisted both of them? I'm going to guess it was Mr. Connor Bedard. It was by chance Mr. Connor Bedard. <laughs> yeah, well, hey, uh, everyone gets lucky, I guess. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, that that's a really good price. Um, they're at home, so I need to see how they're doing, like, the deployment and stuff. Clearly, when he's playing this much, like, it's not like he's uh, going to avoid the McKinnon line. But if he, you know, if they can make a con- concerted effort to get him away from the McKinnon line, then, you know, he could actually eat up this uh, Colorado depth without much of a problem. So, I mean, they're home. They, they can do it if they want to. You know, they'll yeah, have opportunity I, I, to do it. Um, I, and you do, do see you, if yeah. they have been doing it, I guess, is, is the main problem. Because, you know, they don't have anyone else to throw at their top competition. And I know he's <laughs> yeah. been getting top comp um, in the past. So, like, you know, uh, I'll take a look, though, see if there's anything interesting there against, like, these superstar-laden teams. I guess Colin Blackwell just doesn't strike any fear into the hearts of. Uh, is he back? Uh, uh, I'm pretty sure he was late. I yeah, think he I is thought, back. Yeah, I'm pretty That's sure he awesome. was actually supposed to play. Yeah, like he was actually going to okay. be backing in. I retweeted yeah. their lines. Um, I, yeah. I think that was one name I saw that I was like, yeah. remember him? Um, I remember he went to Seattle and people are like, oh, now this guy, this guy might be a, a sleepy little sneaker. And then he's, yeah, yep. he just never played. Um, All right. He was injured? Ottawa. Oh, sorry. What, what do you got? think? He, was he? injured is that what you're saying yes yes yeah he was hurt to begin the year oh okay all right yeah let's move on uh ottawa arizona ottawa just fired their coach um things could go in a blender we don't really know i kind of doubt it um matthew joseph not playing so there's a spot for someone like dominic kubalik in the top six uh 3100 that's really the only thing i'm looking for here uh i mean I know in the Discord you were talking about Ottawa, and you know you well, you talked about this game earlier. So, like, any thoughts here? Because yeah. I really have nothing that I'm excited about. I just saw like all. Of, I mean, again, my Twitter is completely broken by betting now because it's all I talk about. So I just saw so many people that were like, "Oh, Ottawa fired their coach!" Like, absolute jam money line tomorrow. And I don't know how much of that bleeds over into DFS. Like, I actually think it's probably less than my brain thinks it is. Like most people that bet or tout don't actually play dfs in my at least in, from what i've seen um so it might not really be anything uh i do think ottawa is cheap enough especially if it is stutzel brady and batherson um it, it's worth considering for sure like that is their you know their top line um if tarasenko's back he was slated to play with stutzel and brady before he had without for whatever family reasons were going on um so do keep an eye on that but all of this to say, I, I, I'm interested enough in Ottawa because the narrative on the other side being this goalie is really good, absolutely doesn't strike any fear into my heart. Like that, <laughs> I just don't care about. So the question I'm going to raise to you, and then we really, I don't have much more to say, is are you willing or uh, like is, is the Arizona goaltending situation of Connor Ingram being this good because Arizona is better than we think, maybe defensively or or otherwise? Uh, or is this all just goalie garbage that eventually is going to completely run dry when Connor Ingram comes back crashing to earth, which will happen? Yeah, that's that's where that's where I'm at on it. Like, you know, this just feels like the fish on a heater. Um, 
from Ingram. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that doesn't really matter to me. Again, it's just that Ottawa is not that appealing. You know, Brady Kachuk, I think, has to be included in a stack. And, like, again, yeah. if you're playing Brady Kachuk, you're just not really getting much else with it. Um, on the Arizona side, Matias Michelli continues to put up really, really good underlying numbers. Um, was held off and, the score sheet and they're against Buffalo. Now. Yeah, yeah, he's playing 18 minutes. That that power play actually kind of took over the other unit. I don't know how much that sticks, but, I mean, Michelli makes his offense go. He's been awesome. So just, you know, consider him sub 4K. He's a great one-off or, you know, with his line mates is fine, but not like something I'm fully excited by. All right, final game, L.A., San Jose, 1030. L.A. is kind of? cheap i mean adrian kempy yeah. is 7300 but that's a bit lower than he was kem fiala 6100 i think will get some ownership quentin byfield of course 4600 um just given the way he's profiled similar to kempy yet you know that the prices are wildly different like it's tough to say like what ownership actually looks like because san jose's not been terrible i mean they're perfectly fine they're winning you know they're winning hockey games uh, they're getting, you know, slowly healthier. It doesn't seem like Couture's back just yet, but I mean, not tonight, but maybe later this week he'll be back. Um, yeah. And oh, yeah, Michael Granlund is Mario Lemieux now. Like the dude is second in the NHL last 10 games in primary assists behind Connor McDavid. The exact same number of shot attempts as Connor McDavid, which I mean, there is no world in which that makes any sense. So, uh, anything interesting to say here uh, before we get the top sacks guarantee goals? Um, I, I think you cover the game really well. There's two lines that are easy to stack through, but I could also be convinced to take a look at Kaliev. I'm not sure if you specifically said him because honestly, I lost internet no. like entirely for a second there. Um, I, I just think that there's you know the Dubois, Lafreniere, Kaliev, like. I feel like there was a time where if you like, you know, you played Dubois because they're like, oh, three centers, you know, three mm-hmm. lines, whatever. Like, I think Arthur Kaliev at 3,500 is interesting because of the, you know, the shot rates. And he had 17 minutes last game in a competitive overtime. You know, overtime helped. I think he may have much. I don't even know if he played much in overtime. But the point being, um, I'm interested in that. Like, I think Dubois can still play, obviously. And I think Leferrier can play. And, uh, you know, Kaliev is an yeah, interesting punt. So, Compare, like, compared compared to others, yeah, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, like thirty seven hundred, you, you might need the the savings, and I think he's an yeah, interesting I mean, one off for sure. But we, yeah, we can move put, on. Um, yeah, I mean, put this line in a time machine. Like, sorry, put that line in a time machine. Yeah. you know, two months ago, and like, yeah, we're sitting here going, oh my god, Dubois, you know, thirty six hundred and or thirty seven hundred, and you know, Cali of thirty five hundred, and you know, Laferry coming off the game they had. Um, right, I could totally see that line stack getting two goals, and that's really all you need to you know, make those prices work. I mean, how yeah. you might be able to get there with a bonus and a goal, you know, um, or, or whatever. So, um, um, yeah, that's, that's a good call. I like that. I'll I, uh, toss I that idea around and check out some of the underlines. I didn't have anything on San Jose. Uh, I'm pretty sure Bailey was on like the top six or whatever. But, yeah. Everything uh, interesting I mean, feels like it's been priced out. Uh, Duclair yeah. should be back in the lineup, which, you know, could throw that uh, Bailey thing uh, into disarray, but I mean, even then he's 3,100 already. Um, again, Granlin's been awesome. I'm not telling you you're dumb if you play Granlin Turtle because like of how good they've been. Um, but you know, LA is just a team that I really respect defensively. And, um, 
you know, maybe on the late slate or whatever. Okay. So yeah. Uh, last time guaranteed goals, we were two for two, but let's go four for four instead. I like that more. Do you have your top stack? Do you want to go first? Uh, sure. I will. Um, yeah, I will go. Let's do the let's do the Ranger side of things. Uh, Trocheck, Panarin, and uh, Andre Miller. Just just a guy who's going to play a bunch of minutes in this game. You know, I think you can mix in Toronto pieces with that, but I really like this game to be another powder keg. Okay, uh, I'll go Buffalo one, um, which is definitely Tage Darlene, and then I guess it's a bit up in the air. I'll include Tuck for now, and definitely he didn't practice at all, but they said it was me. Maintenance. So I'll go with them and just know that there is probably a third, uh, you know, the other winger could be Jack Quinn. It could be Benson. It could be, you know, and, and all those guys are at least of, of interest to me. Okay. Um, I will take, uh, you know, I'll just go Columbus. The, I mean, whatever you want to call them Ooh, now, Columbus one. I mean, hell, yeah, like, I'm going one. They are they just like, I don't know. They just seem good. I wanted, I was, Looking at the some of the Philly numbers and like honestly, like Chinikov has been better than Tippett over the last ten and like the role is there. So like why not just take that when I think that uh I think that Buffalo is a much better matchup than you know New Jersey is uh, on paper. So give me that. Um Buffalo sucks yep. and these Columbus guys are good. Yep. I read off their KHL numbers, you know, that that's the sort of insight you're getting here on the Morning Skate podcast. It's fantastic stuff. Um I will go with uh byfield can be fiala um maybe kopitar over you know fiala who's not on the I, i'm kind of gonna play with that in, in theory but i think you could get away with it um i'm just gonna continue to stack against the sharks when i think it might not be as popular and doing it a little bit differently with like you know fiala i think it's fun i know trevor moore is inevitably gonna absolutely break my heart with a hat trick so you know yep already just probably pencil him in for that that hat trick if you need to but i i think pe- stacking through the power play and assuming that like tempe gets there at 7300 you might you know like i'm saying get carried by a fiala three-point night in some capacity as well he's that good. okay um so guarantee goals um let's see i just checked in on the minnesota game uh marco rossi got the first crack at power play one uh with with uh Zuccarello out of lineup. So I'm assuming Zuccarello remains out. Uh, let's go Marco Rossi. Guaranteed goal, uh, 3,500. I think he'll get a minutes bump. I think the top six needs to be more condensed without Zuccarello in the fold. So, um, and there's a chance that they blunder things and play him, you know, with with uh, with Kaprizov and whatnot. Um, so 3,500 top power play at Marco Rossi is my first guaranteed goal. Okay. Uh, I'll actually wait. Who are you going to take next? Because now I feel like you've, I think set yourself up to take uh, someone in the seventy five hundred range. Do, do you want me right, to just okay. pick? I'll one I'll take I'll take Kaliev and then I'll let you pick your expensive guy. Okay, uh, I will go John Pavares sixty nine hundred. That was um, oh, that was exactly what I had. I knew you were yeah. gonna. I, I I was like, I feel like you set yourself up for this. Um, okay, okay. Yeah. So I actually I actually had a plan this time. So you have Tavares and Rossi. I have Kaliev thirty seven hundred. So I have. A little over 7k right yeah 3500 3500 so yep. i have we picked guys at the exact same price point nice we we did we did that's okay it's uh you know what doesn't matter we're having fun people are learning they're also having fun um i think i'm gonna you know what? i'll go tim stutzel i know the goals okay. haven't been his his main contribution to the to the yeah. world but 
I always look at his price too and think like, man, this guy is really freaking good. And he is shooting a ton. Like he's got to be getting pretty unlucky. Um, I know his rates weren't quite at Brady's level, but they were not far off. I mean, um, they're, they're never no, going yeah. to be at Brady's level. I promise you that. But hey, um, yeah, good yeah, player. So um, good matchup. So sure. I, so, I dig it. Um, That'll do it. I think we should get out of here. So um, anything you want to say before I close out the show? Uh, say a quick prayer for my best ball teams. Um, hopefully I can get like one team through accidentally and to BBM uh, four into the next round over 34 right now. So I'm I mean, going to go cry. Yeah, that is, that is an impressive feat. Um, congratulations to you. Well, I, I, you know, last thing, I, I mean, like I'm, all of the players I had at high percentages, except for Gabe Davis did okay too. Like Moser was like 45% double touchdown, but I guess it just doesn't matter when he advances at like 90%. All right, now yeah. I'm going to go cry. I'm muting myself okay. or I'll keep talking. Yeah, please. Um, all right, so thank you all for listening. Thank you to our sponsor, DraftKings. Um, make sure you check out DraftKings, you know, code THPN if you somehow need to make an account or have a friend who needs to make an account. Um, there is a 432 Fantasy Hockey World Championship qualifier in the lobby. Um, so make sure you don't miss that and make sure you don't miss all the other contests because they're undersizing everything. So, you know, especially in the higher end uh, stakes wise. So make sure you are, you know, reserving your lineups before you get out of work, for instance, um, or else you may miss the main contests. So with all that said, um, thank you all for listening from Doug, from DJ, from myself, every slate, everybody, and we will see you.